Hi, and welcome to episode 245 of No Crying in Baseball, the surprising no one episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Welcome back, Potty Mouth. I, I am very happy to be back on this coast, although I really enjoyed the West Coast trip with one small exception, which is that I, I'm back, but we're not in the same room, although I just found out we could be. And the reason why we're still using this, this Squadcast thing is because I went to a super spreader bat mitzvah in San Francisco. Was it actually built that way? Like the, the invitation say, please come to our super spreader? It was not. It was not. And I don't know if as many people would have showed up if it was. <laughs> but, you know, the, I, I want to hope not. Right. I know. But, but the happy, you know, byline is that it seems that everybody who was affected was indeed at least fully vaccinated, if not double boosted, because there were some old people involved. And everybody seems to have had a mild case of, of two or three days. So we were trying to do the um, responsible thing and follow the CDC guidelines. And we've been masking up since we got back. And we PCR'd at day three from the last day of possible exposure. And that was negative. And then just a few moments before recording, we got our results from PCR from day five, which is also negative. So I think Yay. we're in the clear because everybody else came down with it either on day three after exposure or day six. So I think the day six people got exposed from the day three people. I think that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my best friends have COVID. Right. <laughs> so I think we're in the clear. So that's happy, especially for our dear friends that we went to the A's game with. So I felt like I had to oh, let them know. Right. But I think that they that is definitely okay because we were with them on the early side. So before yeah. when I'm really actually concerned about us possibly having been exposed. So I think right. they're okay. I think we're okay. But, you know, everybody, and this is another little pu public service announcement that we like to do about being responsible regarding COVID. We are going to continue to follow the CDC guidelines. There's a great calculator on the C CDC website that you can use. You punch in the date of your um, assumed a potential exposure. You punch in your little stats about if you've had COVID before, if you're boosted and how much, and it tells you what to do. And, and also if you have symptoms. Yeah. And, and so you can factor that in. So yeah, I, I used that when I had COVID. It was great. It was, I, it was so comforting to say, okay, here are the rules laid out for me. Absolutely. So I will continue to mask in public, even though I am no symptoms and I have my negative PCR until the 30th, because that's what the CDC said. And you know what? It's not going to kill me. They say that I can still go out, so I can still go out. I'll just wear a mask. Not a big fucking deal, you know? Good work. Good work. So um, this was kind of a crappy week, um, not just because yeah. you had to, you know, yeah. worry about that and be masked up, but we got the the crappy, crappy Supreme Court news. And if you've been listening, you're not at all surprised that we're going to be talking about this overturning of Roe v. Wade, which has us pretty damn pissed. Um, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but also we're also going to lean into the fact that baseball has really helped us. Absolutely. Right now, because I, I, I was so... I was more demoralized than angry initially, and mm -hmm. I, I I was ready to curl into a ball. Baseball yeah. got me out of that curled into a ball, and now I'm ready to like take some freaking action, which we're going to talk about. How are you holding up? Yeah, I am with you 100% on that because I was also not knowing what the fuck to do. You know, we had some very good friends who went to the Supreme Court because we we live close by, and I am so impressed that they did that and so appreciative. And I just couldn't move my ass. I just felt like shit. Um, but there was baseball. And I think one of the early things that I leaned into was uh, watching the Yankees get no hit 
which was fun to see by the Astros. I think that was actually right before it was right around the time. It was definitely, you know, if, if anything, it was after the gun decision, which sucked almost as much, if not as much. Um, but knowing that the Yankees could get no hit, but here's, here's the, the funny part. So I tweeted about it because it was a combined no hitter. And at the point where I actually was really paying attention was on their second pitcher. And I thought, this is a cool thing. A combined no hitter is a cool thing, but it's a combined no hitter. And we've discussed this before on the podcast. It's, it's a thing. It's just different. And so I tweeted that just saying, and, and I was very careful not to use the word no hitter at the time because the game was still going on, but just can, when the, you have the alerts and I copied and pasted the MLB alert that said no hitter in progress or whatever they do, can't they just add the word combine just to clarify, just so we know what we're talking about? And somebody commented on us, shut the fuck up, Karen. And I was like, really? Well, first of all, some of our dearest friends are named Karen, so I'm not too keen on that, but is and I just kind of responded that, huh, inserting the word combined for something that's qualitatively and quantitatively different makes us somehow uh, whatever the the in in uh in intonate I can't say the word the inference the the it's another I word. Do you want to go with implication? That's it. That's I'm exactly here for you. That's yeah, exactly it. Thank you, thank you. Of being called a Karen is so so, so you know. I, I also want to point out that um, you can't call us Karen because it wouldn't be alliter alliterative. Uh -huh. I mean, we've got the whole patty and the potty mouth thing, and Karen just doesn't, doesn't roll go. off the tongue in that way. So nice yeah. try, bud, whoever right. you are. Um, and, and also just way to win an argument, too. Like, yeah, you convinced <laughs> me on that one. All <laughs> <laughs> those well-thought-out arguments. Right. Yeah, we got you mm -hmm. covered. Oh my gosh. So on today's show, we're going to lead off with the expected rant. You you knew it was coming. Here it comes. Um, boyfriend news. We've got some opinions about current QCAR situations. We're going to tell you about an organization called Proud to be in Baseball. Um, I'm going to report some press box fun from uh, Collegiate Summer Leagues, and we're going to talk to you about some international baseball. All right. So first, um, like I said, I felt like I wanted to crawl into a ball when the Roe v. Wade decision came down, when the overturning of it came down. And now um, I'm feeling like I'm a little more empowered now. I have some plans of things that I can do. And some of that is through talking to Potty Mouth and other friends of ours. Um, okay, what are our options here? And so we're going to share that. And a couple of them are, in fact, baseball related. So, you know, so cool your jets if you're going to worry about that, because we've, we've got some, we can we can root this into sports. Don't worry. We always can. All right. What can you do if you are ticked about, a, you know, a, a right being taken away from a whole lot of people? First, stand up. Use your platform, whatever your platform is. It's, is it social media? Is it carrying a sign, you know, going to a protest? Is it writing letters? Is it speaking out at town halls, city council, wherever you can? Um, we're going to, a bunch of players and people related to baseball took to Twitter to talk about this. Yeah. So some, some of our favorite people out there on Twitter have said things, but, you know, not as much as I was hoping for. So when I first looked in Twitter, I saw Erica Scherzer, Max Scherzer's wife, a uh, picture with her two daughters, beautiful, clearly stating that this was her choice, using the word choice, and that she's sick about what's what now is left for her girls, you know, what yeah. what her yeah. kids and, and that I think all of us are parents as parents feel sick about the idea that our offspring 
would have fewer rights than we did at that age. And that is super shitty. And another thing, we're looking up for men to step up a little bit. Like, it's wonderful that Erica Scherzer did this. But I think we need to hear some male voices being strong allies. And Marcus Stroman not only tweeted yesterday, but then doubled down today to basically say, fuck you to everybody who's been criticizing me. And I love this because he said, uh, morning to everyone except those who are too stubborn, selfish, weak, dumb to grasp the concept yeah. and goes on eloquently, shall I say. So I, I love Marcus Stroman. And, you know, our baseball boyfriend rules prevent us from getting individual pitchers, but he would be, he would have been chosen by now. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, Jerry Blevins, Mark Canha, um, also right up in there speaking out, which has been great. And other people who are related to sports are finding a way to work in information about this ruling. So the Washington Post writer who covers the Nationals, Jesse Doherty, I love his coverage of the Nats. He made a point of saying the other day, tonight, the Nationals play in Texas, where soon doctors could face life in prison and fines of up to $100,000 if they perform abortions in violation of the law. And then he went on to talk about the game, but he set the stage. Mm -hmm. He took a second to say, this is the environment. Don't forget this. And yeah. I really appreciated that. So, you, you know, you're... Your platform could be anything. It could be super local. It could be, um, you know, a community group you're involved in. It could be a national group you're involved in. It could be your neighborhood. Keep talking. Stand up. Don't let this fade away. Don't mm -hmm. let it fade away. Okay. So now you're standing up. Now I want you to sit down. All right. So um, this has been going around um, a little bit online, and I appreciate it because I've been doing this for a while. When the national anthem is played, um, you know, when it's when it's sort of thrust in your face at a sporting event. You don't have to stand, you know. You can respectably, respectively sit down and just show visually you're not having it right now. Yeah. You are not happy with things that are happening in your country and you want a visual way to show that. That is still respectful. I'm not saying, you know, pound your beer or yell and scream or doing anything like that. Just sit. And you know what? For a long time now, I have been sitting and if someone is performing the anthem and I like performance, I'm going to applaud them. They did a great job. I'm just not going to stand up. You can't make me. I think this is a nice visual. I agree. I totally agree. I've been wishy-washy about this. I've been up and down and, you know, concerned about not offending people and things like that. But at this point, I, I feel like there there is no excuse. And I feel like I probably should have been sitting consistently sooner. But now I am publicly making the commitment to sit. And I agree with Patty. I invite you guys to, to join us. After you've stood and sat, think about where it is you live. Do you live in Gilead? Do you live in a place where abortion is now a crime? Oh a lot of God. you do. Okay. You have the hardest job because you have to change that freaking law in your state. You need to get out the damn vote. It's going to be hard, but yeah. you can't let this go by. You have to do it. Do you live in a state that hasn't yet lost its mind like we do? We're like, OK, well, should we throw, you know, can we throw money at our own clinics? What does that do? Well, it turns out there's a lot of organizations near us that are going to start working to bring people in from out of state where, you know, bring people in from Gilead mm -hmm. that need services. So we're going to go ahead and and, you know, Throw them money to help do that, to help take care of people who lost that right, who lost those that the nearby services and have to come to states like ours. I've already seen online, you know, you, you often see on social media people like selling their tickets at the last minute or, you know, I'll just give these away. I have seen multiple people saying, I've got tickets for tonight. They're yours if you donate too. 
Oh, that's so cool. And, and they, that's yeah. And so just, you know, I don't need your money. I want you to put your money over here. And once you show me you did that, these tickets are yours. So there's always ways. There's mm -hmm. always ways you can help support these organizations that are going to be working so freaking hard. So freaking hard. Okay. Do you have your own business? You don't have to be the CEO of Dick Sporting Goods. You can have your little mom and pop shop, but you could still make a point with your staff. So be like Lauren. Lauren Hobart is the CEO of Dick Sporting Goods. Look, we tied it back to sports again, right? Lauren has posted a statement saying that that Dick Sporting Goods is now going to provide employees and also spouses and dependents and whoever else is covered on their health plan across the United States who need to travel to a different state for abortion access up to $4,000 in travel expense reimbursement. And what she said was, and this is great, this, this completely makes it fair. She says, we're making this decision so our teammates, what they call their coworkers, our teammates can access the same health care options regardless of where they live and choose what's best for them. So good for you, Lauren. If you have a way of doing something similar with, you know, the the small business you run, or if you work in a big corporation and you think this is a good idea, send that up the chain. Make a recommendation that we need to stand up for our coworkers, for mm -hmm. our freaking coworkers who now have different rights. So I think that's really important. So there are things you can do. So, you know, once you get out of your funk, if you were in one, and like I said, you know, I got out of it with the help of baseball. Thank you so much, baseball. Now I'm like, okay, I got a checklist. I have yeah. things that I can do. I have things I can do. And I hope that that you do too. Yeah. And we could all ask MLB now that there are a, a decent number of female employees that on, on high levels, they should be doing the same thing. Oh, for sure. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. So we'll act. So we'll the, act. The, there are other reasons. Um, to to disapprove of things that that players are doing or saying and i'm gonna run into our little bit of a baseball boyfriend section here so these are the guys that we choose in the outs out, out <laughs> off season oh yeah that time that, that time, time. Not baseball not full-time baseball right yeah. that off season when uh when patty and i go through the whole league and we each pick one guy to, per team because they're cool there's something that we like about them and they cannot be assholes and so there's various levels of that there are the guys that we're not going to choose and we're not going to let anybody in our fantasy baseball boyfriend league choose because they're abusers or have done something else that's equally horrible. And then there's sort of this level of there are things that guys do that we might not agree with and maybe we'll give it, you know, other people in our league, it's up to them. And I'm not sure where this one lies, but I am for sure dumping Jaron Duran, and this breaks my heart because it's my Red Sox baseball boyfriend, and I have not been great with my Red Sox baseball boyfriends. We've been choosing guys who were not on the team in 2018 so that we're not going to be involved with any nefarious activity. So I've um, been choosing, you know, some some young guys, and this I thought was kind of a little bit of a premature pick, but Jaron Duran has been doing actually really amazing lately. He's been playing pretty consistently. He has a great average but he is also not going to Toronto in a very important series this week coming up because, hey, the Red Sox are in second place, which is a little woo. Congrats for that, I, by the way. I, yeah, it, that might not be true by the time you hear us, but it's true <laughs> right at this moment. And, and they really need to do well in this Toronto series. Like, this is a big fucking deal. They need Toronto to lose and the Red Sox to win. Why isn't he going to Toronto? And Potty he's Mo? not going because he's not vaccinated. 
And that is just a deal breaker for me. So I don't know. I didn't know about it until this week because I guess this Toronto trip is coming up and maybe I just missed the news. But fuck it. This is my second and hopefully last bad choice of this year because I also had to dump Rafael Ortega because he had a transphobic tweet. And that is also a deal breaker. Last year, the guy that I picked last year, though, I feel a little bit better about, and I don't know if I can swap guys around, but it, it kind of doesn't matter because he's not still up. So Jeter Downs was the guy I picked last year, a very, very premature pick because he just got called up a couple days ago. It was a cup of espresso, shorter than a cup of coffee because he was <laughs> up for just one game, but it's newsworthy because it was it was amusing for a few reasons. First of all, he almost missed the call. He had his phone on do not disturb because he needed his sleep. But you know what? (laughs) (laughs) There are some things that you need to keep your phone on. So I think he's learned at this point that his phone should always be on no matter how tired he is after a series. Yeah, always leave like your your mom and your manager, if you're a minor Mm -hmm. leaguer, you know, as the things to get through for do not disturb. Just a little hint from us here at No Crying in Baseball. Absolutely. Uh, The other cool thing about Jeter Downs being called up is Fenway Park broke into a Let's Go Jeter chant. (laughs) First time ever, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yep. I would bet it's the first time ever. Yep. And, And even Jeter Downs, that is, commented that that was definitely surreal to have the whole Fenway chanting my name, chanting for a Jeter. So he was up for just one game. He was set back down. I think this has to do with Christian Arroyo getting better and coming in. Kike is still out, which breaks my little heart. So I hope he comes back in soon. But, you know, Jeter Downs also had not, I don't understand his call up to tell you the truth because his average in AAA was 180. So I'm not quite sure where the faith, well, where the faith comes from is his past performance, but I hope he gets it together and gets another call up so that we can hear Let's go Jeter once again and way far. Do you know if if he's a defensive star? star? Because sometimes they bring people up for their glove hug and their Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's it. All right. Oh, well. But they do have, you know, Xander Bogarts, who's pretty good. So I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much much time he ends up getting. He might be a flashy trade piece is what I'm looking at. And if he ends up in New York, oh, man. I'm not going to go there. Speaking of – well, actually, this is not New York. I was thinking of the Astros-Yankees game, but this was not it. This is a, a Tuesday game when the Astros were playing the Mets. So, yes, we are speaking of New York. All right. Astros-Mets. My former boyfriend, Jose Siri, who I adore, who'd been playing, who's been playing in the Dominican League. He's been a star in the Dominican League for a while. And he's very good at Dominican style of baseball, which is flashy. He's the dude with the chains and the music. And the Perrero, which in uh, technically we, we learned is the sort of um, explicit dance that is done <laughs> to reggaeton, which involves a little bit of grinding, but it's also used as the phrase for something like bat flipping, like showcasing. So it's kind of an, a, an interesting double meaning for the word, but that's the way Siri plays. And he nailed a home run in the eighth inning and he flipped his bat. And he stood and he watched it go. And Dusty Baker was not happy. Dusty said, and I quote, he should have ran. Back in our day, the next guy would have gotten drilled. And so my first 
reaction to that is that's just a fucking stupid reaction. What first of all, what does the next guy have to do with it? Right? <laughs> like he probably had nothing to well, do nothing, with it. Well, nothing, but that's 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 old school. I mean, you yep. don't get any more old school than Dusty. And that's that's and for that's- sure. That's how that's how you get punished for it was the next guy up gets gets shown mm-hmm. what for. And okay, so I'm all for the backflip, but I'm also for start heading to your base, bud. Mm-hmm. You know, because you never know. Yeah. That's things, true. You do never happen. Know. You do never know. Yeah, but then, I, I, I but love then, the flip, but not the standing and watching. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But then it's sort of like a natural consequence. Then you you learn. Like if you don't yeah. run to your base and you you suffer for it, you that you you learn from that. So Siri kind of was cornered into saying that he made an error, and then Siri probably made more of an error yeah. in this. You know, I I can understand doing this, but I'm not sure I condone it. I'm not going to to. Uh, the opposite of condone. I'm not going to blast him for it, but he tweeted and deleted fuck bad op- opinions. Have fun. So maybe he shouldn't have said that. That's kind of inferring that his manager has a bad opinion. That's really not a nice thing to do. It's not the language that I disagree with, but you you do. And I love Dusty, even though I don't agree with the opinion. And I think that's what it comes down to. You might not agree with somebody's opinion, but if they're a manager, and especially if it's somebody like Dusty Baker, who's also an amazing human being, you're not going to, you shouldn't do something like Be that. Respectful. Right. Be so respectful. So at least he had the wherewithal to delete it quickly. But you know, it's the internet. People see things quickly when you have a bazillion followers. Dusty, I think, dealt with it pretty well. He said, you can't help when people tweet. He's got to be careful when you press that button. So a little bit of a warning from the elder. Meanwhile, Buck Showalter on the other side, on the Mets, I'm agreeing with more than Dusty Baker, which is very unlike me. If you were to say, like, which manager would you rather see on your team? I would pick Dusty a bazillion times over Buck. But Buck says the way you keep it from happening is you don't let him hit the, a ball over the fence. And that's it. Like, pitch that's better. It. Pitch better. Pitch better. Yeah, we have um, now agreed with Showalter the last couple <laughs> times we have mentioned him, which is just shocking to mm-hmm. me. But um, I guess people change. Things things happen. Right? Okay. Good job, Buck. Wow, so weird. <laughs> Good job, Buck. <laughs> so weird. Okay, so I haven't talked about my boyfriend, um, Kevin Biggio, of, of the um, of, of Toronto's team for a long time, and that's because he hasn't been around much. Um, so welcome back to Kevin. And, and he went on the IL in April, and they sent him then to Buffalo to rehab, but then they optioned him to Buffalo. They said, okay, you go ahead and stay there in AAA, uh, which is weird because you know he'd been doing great you know, in previous years didn't come back up until the end of May. So he left as their, you know, their starting second baseman. He came back as a utility guy. And so it turns out that's kind of his groove. Um, he He's doing, like they're, they're plugging him in everywhere. He's doing well everywhere. You know, he subs in for Vladdy at first. He subs in, at, at, you know, everywhere. This past week alone, his OPS is 1.662, including two home runs and five RBI. I mean, like, so he's back so hooray because he was you know he didn't start out so well didn't start out so well and and so i'm excited to have him kind of come around thank you so much um i have to go back to adley and his damn mustache his (laughs) damn mustache uh which i hate and there's actually a lot of people who agree with me on this and just as many people who don't but it's it's our show damn it so i'm gonna call it his damn mustache but the o's are on a four game winning streak they've won 10 of their last 14 the o's the baltimore orioles adley himself has caught two shutouts back to back hit eight doubles two home runs seven rbi and just six strikeouts over his past 12 games so he said 
you know, I, I think I'm keeping it because, you know, you don't mess <laughs> with, the, you know, right. If you have, if you have something going on, you, you, you don't, you don't mess with the streak. So damn it. Um, also side note, I'm, I'm putting my eye right now on O'Neill Cruz of the pirates for next year, because boy, did he start his, uh, his season with the bang. So he's going to be fun to watch. Um, and hopefully he'll turn out to be a super great guy too. And you're super smart for calling that now. Cause I've had my eye on him, but it's first dibs. It's totally first dibs. Gotta speak the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and before I go more into the hair thing, um, just a more of admiration for Buck Showalter. He actually said that he th that there should be a utility category for the All Star Game. So for guys like Biggio, oh, yeah, that they should be recognized because it's a it's an important role on a team. So yay, Buck again. <laughs> Jeez, so, here we go. So weird. Yeah. So, th so thinking about the the mustache, and I guess that's that's F Qhar, but or Qhar. I'm thinking that we should launch on Twitter at some point in the near future a bracket for Qhar. So, what I'm asking for from you guys, dear listeners, is please contact us and keep listening till the end of the show, and you'll find out how with your nominations for who has the best quality hair above replacement. And for starters, Jorge Alfaro, I've been just wowed by. I, he's He's got like the the locks and the, the kind of like double color and the curls and very impressive. Luis Castillo, pitcher of the Reds, mighty impressive. And of course, Jazz Chisholm, you never know what color is going to pop up there. But that those are my first suggestions. And I would like us to continue to build that up to a sweet 16. I'm going to throw in Johnny Cueto because I just saw him yeah. pitch and I was like, wow, you've got some excellent hair. You've got some excellent hair. So I'm going to add him to that list. And I'm going to put a plea out there to baseball players and actually humans everywhere. <laughs> Please stop seeing the Top Gun movie if you're going to let it influence your facial hair choices, because there is a uptick in really unattractive mustaches in the world. And it's all Top Gun's fault. All Top Gun's fault. So mm -hmm. I don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a good look. I don't care what you think about the movie. Enjoy the movie all you want, but don't let it influence your fashion choices. Yeah. And I guess I we can blame the Yankees for that, too, because we've talked about that, how they're OK with ugly mustaches, but not anything more. And, you know, that's the site of several players with questionable facial hair. But that's another thing. We don't need to talk about them anymore. We can talk about happy subjects like Pride Month. As we're coming to the end, we're recording on June 26th, so we're ending uh, Pride Month pretty soon, but that does not mean that we're ending Pride. I think one of the, one of the important parts about Pride Month is that it reminds you that you should be doing things like this year-round, and you should be supporting organizations that that um, support our LGBTQ community year round and showing your pride all the time. But it's a chance for us to amplify things that are happening, like an organization called Proud to Be in Baseball, which I didn't know existed until very recently. So if you do, and if you've had any personal experience, please let us know. We did talk about one of the founders, Brian Ruby. Patty discussed when he came out in our episode 203 while he was playing for the Salem-Kaiser Volcanoes in the Maverick Independent League in September 2021. And at that point, he was the only out player who was involved in who was involved in a in a team that's involved with Major League Baseball. A professional, a professional baseball player. There we go. Professional. Although 
two weeks later, and somehow we missed this one, Kieran Lovegrove came out as bisexual. He's a double A Rocket City Trash Pandas player. Actually, I'm not sure if he's playing this year. I couldn't find anything about him currently, but that's in the Los Angeles Angels uh, organization. So Proud to Be in Baseball is founded by Brian Ruby and two other men, Michael Holland, who's a pitcher at Felican University, which is in New Jersey, who came out in 2018 while he was playing in college and graduated in 2019, and Sam Cultwell, who was a varsity player um, when he was in high school, Roundout Valley High School in upstate New York. He graduated um, from high school in 2019, and I, I didn't see anything about him playing in college, but just that these three guys have come together to found this organization whose mission is to empower and advocate for the next generation of LGBTQ people in baseball. They say it's a player-driven organization leading with messages of love and acceptance. Proud to be in baseball provides resources, educational opportunities, and raises awareness while building the LGBTQ community in America's pastime. So Brian Ruby's not playing right now because he's spending Pride Month amplifying. He's going around to ballparks. He was at the O's Pride Night. He was at the Mets. He was at the Dodgers. I'm not sure what else is in store. Interesting, the way I, I saw this and started digging into it was that he met with the Brockton Rocks, who we recently talked about because that's where the the babies are playing, like little Martinez and little Ortiz and little Manny Ramirez and Kevin Folks on all these kids have somehow wound up on this Brockton, Massachusetts team. And I saw, a, and I think it was an Instagram post about him speaking to the players and the, and the team as an organization had a fabulous statement about it, why he was there and what they were hoping to get out of it. What I didn't realize at the time is the, the prior year, I think it was last year, was it 2020? 2020, yep, 2020, he was an assistant coach. So that's why he had a connection with Brockton Rocks. And not only is there that connection, but this guy, not only is he a baseball player, but he is a country music singer. And I, I meant to listen to this before we recorded, but I haven't. So all of you can go check him out on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, because he does talk about how, you know, you think baseball is a problem. Country music land is also not easy for somebody who's gay to be open with. So he wrote a song called Left Field, which is... Uh, dedicated to LGBTQ kids, and it came from a conversation that he had when he was the assistant coach of Brockton Rocks, and he was in the left field stands talking to somebody, about, and that conversation led him to coming out. So apparently the song yeah. also refers to that. I need to listen to it. And he does want to go back to playing. He's a third baseman, and he's hoping that after this month is over, maybe somewhere, somehow, he can play third base. Um, the other part that brought him into the news recently is he did have a statement about the story that we were talking about the past couple of weeks with the Rays players and the five players who refused to, to wear the pride patch. And he agrees with us. He said, it always baffles me when guys use Jesus as their excuse to discriminate. This isn't about religion. This is about being a good teammate. When guys go out of their way to make a point of opposing Pride Night, they're sending a clear message that people like me just aren't welcome in baseball. So you can't say what you do one thing and say another. Your actions and your words have to come together. So 
support we'll put the link in the show notes for sure throw some support at proud to be in baseball yeah a couple things about that um one is the proceeds from that single left field go to support the organization proud to be in baseball and i actually saw ruby when i was watching an o's game because you know how um like broadcasters will invite somebody up to the booth for a half an inning or whatever he came up and talked to Jim Palmer and the other guy. I'm sorry. I never figured out who the other guy is. I'm, I'm all about <laughs> Jim Palmer cool. because I just adore him as the, the color commentator. But it was an exceptionally long first, huh. third. And that can sometimes get awkward. It's like, okay, I've asked my three questions. They had a great conversation that went on and on. And Palmer asked all of these really good questions. And Ruby was really forthcoming about his experiences in baseball. And it was awesome. great. So it wasn't just, I'm going to sing the anthem and I want you to buy my song. It was, I'm telling you my story. And it was this, this really good um, deep dive into mm-hmm. what things were like for him and how they should be better and how they have all of these high school and college kids reaching out to this organization for support and how it can really make a difference. And I was so happy that I just happened to catch that. I was like, I know who he is. We've talked about him. That's so cool. On the other end of things, I was looking at, you know, some other teams have since had their pride nights. And uh, one of them is the um, the Cleveland Guardians. And I was looking at the comments because I, you know, as a Cleveland girl, I worry about what um, <laughs> the people I grew up with have to say about um, pride night. And sure enough, the comments were mixed and leaning towards the way that made me unhappy. But my favorite, oh. my favorite response was someone being very upset because it's not patriotic at all to you know celebrate pride. And they had a picture of one of the hot dog mascots who had a rainbow wristband on. And this woman said, it's pride night. And even the mustard is gay, which I'm sorry, (laughs) I burst out laughing and I'm going to try to work in the mustard is gay into every conversation I have because I lost it. Right. Wait till she finds out about the ketchup and the relish. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Hey, so um, I've been having a great time. One of the ways I've been processing the um, my funk of the recent days is hanging out with um, our local collegiate summer baseball league. And I've been hanging out in the press box. I finally got to do my my first PA gig, which Woo-hoo. was a double header. So it was a little exhausting, but it was super fun. But I think I really like being in the press box. I really do because it's all these conversations happen around the game. And so like in the press box, we have the guys doing the radio feed who are wonderful. I love them. They're really good at their job and they're also really helpful and friendly and all of that. We've got the, the guys that are doing the scorekeeping. We've got people running the, um, the, the scoreboard with that little machine that's going to set off a nuclear strike in 1983. We've got, <laughs> and then there's you know, a couple of other folks you're just hanging out. And one of the pitcher who had pitched, who started the day before was up in the box. He was running the walk-up music, right? So we've got a player in there with us. And so a guy, one of the pitchers, and during the game we were watching, got called on a balk. And I've always said balks aren't real, right? You know, balks are in the hot, in the eye of the beholders. Like we're talking about the rule and how it can't be. I mean, it's just so subjective. And the guy sitting behind me says, it's just a rule. Like somebody was like, but it's it's the rule. Like, yeah, but it's just a rule. Like in the whole rules can be changed. It's just random. And it just made me so happy. That, that this was the intelligent conversation that we were having. It's like, yep, it's just a rule. Box aren't real. It's fine. Also, you know, we talk about all the superstitions in baseball. And the game we were watching um, was looking like a no-hitter for the good guys. And I just want to say to everyone, stop saying things. <laughs> the first thing that was said was 
someone said, wow, this game sure is going fast. And the pitcher lost his shit. He's like, stop, stop. You just cursed the damn game. It's going to go on for freaking ever now. But it's like, what did I say? And also, why is it bad? Because we're going to want to go home. It's the bottom of a, seventh, <laughs> of a double header. You just ruined it. And so he said, don't talk about the pace of the game, which I don't think I knew. So that's the one I've got to add to my list. So, you know, probably don't mention just how fast a game is going okay. if you don't want it to continue going fast. But also, so, you know, we see this no hitter shaping up. And there were two fouls in the press box about this. The, the guy sitting next to me actually said, Oh my God, it's a no hitter. I could not help myself. I actually hit him. I hit, I smacked him. I mean, you made I made it a hitter. I smacked <laughs> That was the first hit of the game was my hand to his shoulder, which was loud enough that I think other people actually heard it happen. And I was like, wow, I'm not a physical violence person, but I, <laughs> you can't say that. And then the, the pitcher who was sitting with us, like the game is like almost over. Like we're like, there's like one or two more outs. And then we're, we're out of this thing. as a no hitter. He got up and he left the press box to go back down to the dugout. And a minute later, there was a hit. And two minutes later, he came back and he said, my manager sent me back here and he's blaming me. He says, this is all my fault because he moved, right? You know this. You don't yep. change your clothes. You don't go to the concession stand. You sit and do the same thing that you're doing if you want this no hitter to continue. So I was very amused by the whole thing. I, I have I have made that mistake before. It's like when I was listening to the Astros um, Yankees no hitter, I I was listening to it while I was doing errands around the house and I stopped at the eighth inning and I was going to start watching it. And then I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep listening to it. And Mr. Potty Mouth totally made fun of me. He's like, you have no power over this, but oh, I, sure I you don't do. believe him. Well, yeah. and also I, I need to point out based on our earlier conversation, it was a combined no hitter in progress. Mm -hmm. yes. And I had to point out to somebody else exactly what you talked about before. They're different. And I would add to that. I would say that a combined no hitter sits on the batters. That means the batters couldn't get it together. If it is a single pitcher, yep. regular no hitter, that that pitcher is spectacular over nine innings. Yeah. If it's combined, you had a couple of pitchers doing their job well for a couple of innings each, which is great, but it means the batters couldn't get it together. Yep. So I had a couple people scratch their heads and say, oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's they're both special in different ways. Combined also means it was well-managed, right? So the manager sure. figured it out how to keep it going. So there's, sure. there's definitely good things about each. And that was the thing about the tweet too. I didn't say one was better. I didn't deny the you fact that, that it was a combined different. no hitter is, is good. It's just different. Different. It's, is so different. it's okay to be different. And I just remembered my other highlight, which relates to what we we're talking about before about sitting down for the anthem. So it's a it's a, a double header. Yeah. We're trying to figure out, are we going to do the anthem twice? Or are we just going to do it once? I already decided I wasn't going to say, please rise. I was just going to say it's time for the national anthem. And so we're having this general conversation. And I said, what I really want to do is play Oh Canada. And I took five <laughs> people in the press box started belting it out. Wow. And they knew all the words. Like I know, Oh Canada. And then I stop. And they knew all the words and it, my heart soared. It made me very happy that all of these people sang, oh, Canada. I thought like, these are wonderful. my people. Well, these and like people. you said before that you would do this, this land is your land. Like there's, there's other appropriate oh, substitutions. Sure. Can you explain why that came up? Well, was, was that part of the, um, the seventh inning stretch issue? Yeah. So, you know, I announced the seventh inning stretch and the, um, the wrong song had been queued up by the aforementioned pitcher, who's a really nice guy, by the way. <laughs> uh, he'd never done this job before. He queued up a song called Take Me Out, which is not Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And then he couldn't <laughs> find the song. And all of a sudden, people are looking up at the press box where everybody can see me in front of the microphone. Everybody, 
Xbox is looking at me and they're like, well, and I'm like, well, fuck it. And I turned into <laughs> Harry Carey and I sang off key into the microphone and I, I, we got through it. And I'm like, all right. All right. Yep. Yep. So I, I am very sad that I missed the first part of the that double header and that I missed you singing because I totally would have recorded that. But the good news is that I was at the second part and you are awesome. So Patty is my hero. She was absolutely fantastic in announcing the players and in making between inning announcements. And I did manage to catch some or capture some of it on audio recording, which I will put on our Patreon page. So pay attention later if you want to hear some snippets of uh, of Patty doing her thing on the PA. I am going to suggest that you hold that thought till the next time you come so you can catch me doing the announcement about the Blair Pig. Oh, yes. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one yeah. that I think needs well, to be shared. Well, we can always add. We can yeah, put right. some on now and then we can add the pig because, yeah, we want to hear about the pig. Oh, my God. All right, we have a teeny bit more baseball to talk about before we do our plugs, which is international baseball. And here's a little bit more pride. I was super happy to see the Liga Mexicano de Baseball, the Mexican League, has turned their um, little symbol thing that they have on Twitter and Facebook. I know that there's a real word for that, but I don't know what it is. Into rainbows. They're showing pride. And not only that, but they have a hashtag that says emociones para todes. And this is important for a couple of reasons. It's important because it's all rainbow and it's clearly part of Pride Month and it means emotions for all. But they spell all todes, E-S. So in Spanish, in what, what has always been until very recently is there's always the masculine and the feminine for nouns and for adjectives. And so this is everyone, todos or todas, but they use the non-gendered version, which is coming into use now, but very slowly. But for them to put that out there is really important. That's being inclusive. They're including everybody, men, women, and people who don't identify as either one. So yay for Liga Mexicana de Baseball. There are 15 teams, I believe, and just a few of them have also turned rainbows. There's three that I noticed, and I went through all 15. So these, I think, are the <laughs> only three, which are the Algodoneros, the Cotton Pickers, Union Laguna, Guerreros, Warriors de Oaxaca, and the Pericos de Puebla. So yay for those three teams. Uh, and I need to go back. I don't think any, none of those. No, those aren't the ones that I had picked. So I think I need to redo my pick <laughs> for Mexican baseball to show some appreciation of the pride. So thank you very much. And my, uh, my last little international update right now is my joy at being able to say the word answategi again. Oh, I and love that word. I, I totally love it. It's a place in Venezuela. And they were one of the two finalists this weekend in the women's baseball finals in Venezuela, La Liga Venezolana de Baseball Femenino, a league in Venezuela who had a full season and they had an 18 playoffs. Semifinals were this weekend. And this morning, I was trying so hard to see the final game. They didn't have it on streaming, but what I did notice is that their YouTube channel has past games. So if you want to see the final game of Lara versus Answategi, which was this morning, and it looks like it was uh, an intense comeback, you know what? I, I'm not going to, to announce the results. If you want to, <laughs> you, can, you can check the link because one of the teams was down by five runs in the sixth inning and had an incredible comeback. Um, one thing that I did notice also, though, is that there are female umpires. 
There were three online that I could find. And when I was looking at yesterday's game, I saw two in action. And this seems to be kind of like USA Baseball in that it's part of the World Baseball WBSC, right? The World Baseball and Softball Confederation. And that's where, you know, Team USA does eventually in the Baseball World Cup plays other teams. But the difference in Venezuela is that they actually have this national league in addition to having their national team that's going to play in the Women's Baseball World Cup. So so cheers for Venezuela on that and go check out our links and watch it on YouTube. I thought it was it was impressive. There's sponsors and everything. I mean, it's definitely a professional look. Love it. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. Um, so I want to apologize that I um, f- totally forgot what their upheaval last weekend without potty mouth around that I forgot to announce the um, the fantasy baseball oh, standings. So I am. Yeah, it is very exciting because things have happened. Things have happened right now. Um, Bono's boyfriends is in the lead. It's a commanding four and a half point lead um, over Susie, Spicy Susie's Hot Mess Express. Wow. Yeah. And then number three, solidly in the bronze right there is are the leftovers. And then we have another clump, which is um, number four, I Zombies for Adults. And then Super Depressed Ace Fan, so close, so close. Ooh, He's at number five. He's in the top, top five. five. Yep, yep. Karen's legit team as number six. Deborah Epps team as number seven. And then <gasps> Patty's commish team as How number eight. Look, Look at, at that. You. Over the kids. Over the kids. And um, and then Hail Mary. And then Potty oh Mouse God. Posse holding up the world. I am so in the basement. I'm kind of like a third of Bo at this point. But you know what? I found out this morning. I did some some movement this morning. And I actually have a full healthy lineup. So I have some I have some hope for the first time I can field a full team without injuries. I now see you said things out loud. Didn't we just say <laughs> oh, stop right. saying oh, things? Find wood and get hit hurt. it. I know. And Wander Franco just came back. So I'm hoping that that's going to be wonderful for me. I will say that we did identify in the press box. If you say something, here is the nearest wood. That windowsill <laughs> is your closest wood to knock on. All right. I have so lots of wood around me. Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, you do. Hey, so what do you what baseball do you have coming up this week? During the week, I don't have anything in person. So I'm just gonna hope that I can see you next well, not see, but listen to you next Saturday on your next T Bolts PA announcing gig. That would be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to T Bolts today, Tuesday and Thursday. I don't have to officially work Tuesday or Thursday. I'm just going for fun today. I'm doing the front gate because we do everything. Everybody pitches in. I want speaking of people pitching in, I want to say thanks again to our friend Avery, who sat in for Potty Mouth last week, who also sits in for scorekeepers once in a while for the Thunderbolts. And I appreciate that. She did great. Yes, and it was did. a last minute thing. And I'm really, really excited that she joined us. Um Maybe a minor league game uh, this coming weekend. We'll see about that. And we just got tickets for the O's game on oh, the 4th did. of July because, um, hey, so Austin Hayes hit for the cycle last week in a almost a rant. They, they, he hit for a cycle in six innings after one rain delay and two batters before they called the second rain delay and called the game. We almost think they just kept the game going so he could get that last double in. Yeah. Could be, but they have they had a special, like a, a really good deal on tickets to celebrate his cycle. And we jumped on that. So we're going to go on the 4th of July. July to the 
O's game. That is awesome. We have a, our out-of-town Yankees fan friend visitor is coming into town on the second. So I'm wondering, maybe we should do the fifth. I gotta, I gotta move fast. I have to move fast. You gotta move fast. You gotta move fast. Um, hey, so if you like what you're hearing and are new to our show, feel free to go back and pick up some older episodes and uh, maybe learn a little more about the boyfriends that we have been talking about. If you have friends or family you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please let them know about the show. If you want to chat with us directly or if you have corrections you want to submit or if you want to submit some um, candidates for the QHAR bracket, you can find us on social media everywhere. Absolutely. Talk to us on Twitter, NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram are No Crying and B-Ball. You can also find us on Patreon because this podcast ain't free for us. We are doing it because we have fun. We love it, but we don't want to lose money. So help us out with that by going to patreon.com slash no crying and b-ball. And in exchange for, you know, your cup of coffee coffee a month that we're asking for, we will throw up some fun things like we're not going to throw up. We're not going to throw up. Please don't say it that way. We're going to post. Let's go post. We're going to post. Post things up there. Fun things like Patty's audio of the game. And actually, uh, the the part of my recordings from last weekend that are maybe not quite right for prime time, but might be good for the ears of our, you know, dedicated listeners. You might enjoy <laughs> that. So, yeah, check out our Patreon. Which brings me to, to note that um, last week was the first week ever I didn't have to check off the, this podcast <laughs> contains explicit content when I posted the episode. I can't imagine why that was. Well, I think it partly due to your wonderful co-host, and she was fantastic. Thank you so much, Avery. And also the fact that the part of me that was in the episode was interviewing, I, you know, I'm not quite sure how old, I, I think 10 or 11 is my guess. So, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. I was good. I, I had my radar on, even though he listens to our podcast regularly, so knows me well, as does his mom. But I, I was on my best behavior. I love it. I love it. Until next time. Hey, if you haven't gotten that second booster, get on it because everybody's still getting COVID, apparently. Um, fight the man. It's the right thing to do. And until next time, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. One, two, two, three, three go. <laughs> oh, that's the sound of happy. It's so much. <laughs>